This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Victoria is with us. She's going to be on here for a few minutes. We got something I want to discuss with her because she's actually going to know more about it than Glenn and I could possibly know because she just took the LSAT. And this is about the LSAT. Welcome, listeners. How you guys doing? I guess you'll let me know on Comrades if that was a stupid way to introduce. How you doing this morning, Glenn? I'm doing well, James. How are you? Do you have any PJ's coffee in you? Oh, baby. Yeah, I've already I've already coffeeed up, but I'm going to continue to coffee up during the podcast. So there you go. Well, you're going to have to give me about three or four, not five minutes today. What is it, volume that brings you down? I think so, yeah. So, Volok, I don't know why Glenn is going on the Volok conspiracy. You think about going to law school, Glenn? No, I just get the newsletter, and, you know, uh, it's interesting to me. And since we talk a lot about, you know, those types of things, I, I can read through that, and it gives me kind of an overview. Of yeah, it is. It's an excellent site. Um, Volok is a, is a libertarian, mm-hmm. so give you his political leanings. Um, now I want to say this before I start that I have heard over and over and over again until the recent woke and wokeism that the LSAT's one of the better tests that predicts predicts how people are going to do in law school. We talked about it yesterday. Glenn, are yes. you are you yeah. are you operating my computer? God, I hope not. You are. I'm not. I am. <laughs> Quit looking at dirty pictures. No. <laughs> I'm operating your computer, really? I've logged in somehow. I don't know. Somebody's on it. Maybe Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Dwayne. Oh, that's pretty fun. All I know is it's all recording. Anyway, it's been a good predictor. And before it became political, nobody thought we needed to change it. It was successful. If you did well on it, you could you could match yourself up with the law school pretty good. They took the 150 to 155 like Dayton does. Like where you should go. Um, they take a 162 or 172 like Harvard, mm-hmm. you know, that's what you should go to. And and it's worked. And now Volek, who I like most of his writing, libertarian law professor, is saying what, Glenn? He said back in 2007, he wrote a post about should the LSAT have a logic game section, uh, arguing that law school admissions tests should drop the logic game section because it tested abilities that didn't relate to work as a lawyer. That's his argument. So we want the illogical lawyers? Uh, I don't know exactly. Like I said, he's he's basically did a very brief history of you know what he thought. Uh, but he said the Law School Admissions Council report on the history of the different LSAT questions explained the purpose to understand the structure of the relationship of claims that represent the kind of detailed analyses necessary to solving legal problems. And he said, I but I don't see why the report cites a 1993 study. It couldn't find it, find it online. It's not. Clear to me, this particular reasoning is directly related to either study or practice of law. That's his. That's a brief thing. Um, well, I don't think that. I don't think that. Okay, go ahead. You had something else to say. That, uh, is a placeholder for you have something else to say. Okay. Well, in other words, the law school admission test is set to ditch it in 2024, according to the organization. What are they going to replace it with? It creates the test. What are they replacing it with? Uh, he did not 
go into that. You know, he said, he gives this example, the change means that perplexing questions such as who gets which meal at a dinner party. If Mary has a fish allergy, Devin doesn't eat gluten. Jamal prefers organic and will no longer be, will no longer be part of the test. I, 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 all right, let me just say this again. It's not preparing you to be a lawyer. That's what you teach you in law school. The question is, are you going to be able to compete in law school and who should you be competing with? What law school should you go to? The test is work. And I, the reason I brought Victoria in is I know how hard she worked. What was the hardest part of the exam? It was the logic game section. <laughs> At least that was my worst section, the hardest section. It was very tough. Yeah. And you had to prepare. Mm-hmm. And you had to, it, you couldn't do it overnight. You had to work over it over several weeks, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. I'm, I feel like I'm cross-examining her. <laughs> and and <laughs> you feel like probably you earned your grade because you did work that hard, correct? Yeah, I think definitely. Like I had never taken any sort of <clears throat> logic course. so program I used, I had to learn logic, like the used in the logic games from scratch. So I had to learn how logic is different from the English language and what, you know, just things like that. So yeah, learning from scratch, I definitely was very proud of myself when I got my grade back. Yes, you earned that yeah. grade. And it and, and the test would have been much, much easier without it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you distinguished yourself by that score. Mm-hmm. That's the point I'm making right there. That, that that law school exam is going to be too easy, and they're trying to let people in that don't belong. And now we're not going to know where you should go to law school. I might have made a 172 because we told the story yesterday off, off the air. But when I took the test, I really didn't prepare for it, but I got lucky. And I had taken a class at Louisiana Tech, senior level course, on a particular reading passage that turns, that turned up a week or two later on the LSAT. So I didn't have to read it. I just had to answer the question. And and so I know I you know I aced that part of it. Hold on just a second, Glenn. This is that. Where are we? Can you see where we are up there? You there? I'm here. All right. We are still. We are live. Not Memorex. We're the, we are always Memorex, aren't we? Anyway, let me let me let me give you the reader digest where we are, uh, Dwayne, and what we're talking about. We're back on the LSAT. Something you're interested in, and probably good news for you. And I'll explain in a minute. But um, the LSAT has traditionally had the hardest part of the exam, the thing that, sep- that separates those who've worked hard, those who have the mental capacity to go to law school. The thing that sets them apart is the logic game. And without that, then it would be to me like going to one of those classes you had in high school where the teacher gave everybody a good grade. And if you just miss one answer, you may drop to the bottom of your class because it's the class is so easy. <laughs> who brought their chicken, their rooster? <laughs> <laughs> that was my microphone as I was moving it around. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, we were in the process of it was Avalik, who uh, he's the law professor. I'm not sure where, but it's going to be one of the 2020 um, law schools. Um, he has apparently since what 1993 or 2003, a long time ago. 2007, he wrote a post about should the LSAT have a logic game section, and he thinks that should he not. It should not. He thinks it should not, and 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 I my, my argument real quick again, Dwayne, is that number one, it's worked. It it helps you pair whether you should go to law school, or whether you should go at all. Uh, that the exam would be very difficult to make it more difficult. It would be I can't, I can't even see how you would do it because the work that that Victoria did, as she was talking about, and how many hours did you work on that thing? Oh, I mean, it was from March to June, just studying almost every day. And what did you put most of your time on? Most of my time was logic, the logical reasoning and logic games. 
would say I split it in half. Okay, what's the difference between logical reasoning and logical games on that test? The logical reasoning, it that feels more akin to maybe work as a lawyer. So it will give you a situation where person one makes this argument, person two responds with this. What is the flaw in person two's reasoning? Gotcha. Or what is the flaw in their argument or who has the strongest evidence? Stuff like that, Um, where you're more looking at the actual reasoning behind what people say, whereas the games are like what you described, who gets the this dinner if so-and-so has this allergy or so-and-so has to go first. Right. I mean, and, and what he did was, is he, he, to me, he used an argument that I would, would be angry if it was you were used in court because it's stupid. Nobody's wanting to find out who, how you get an allergy. That's not testing. Mm-hmm. It's not the ACT. We're not trying to find out if you know what a Grecian urn is. It's, it's, it's whether or not you can think on your feet, mm-hmm. under pressure, time t- with time constraints. And then you know, what you say, the hard part was the time constraints. You get 35 minutes to do, I think it's like 25 logic problems that each have several so how could Mr. Volick say, then you tell me, where's the flaw in his argument? I think the flaw in his argument is he is assuming that it is a test of your raw knowledge when really I think that test is designed almost in a way, yeah, to see if you have the mental capacity to go to law school, but to test your work ethic. Because when I was taking my course, they told me that is the section that most people improve on from their first test to their actual LSAT because you have to put the most work into that section because it just doesn't come naturally. And, and 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 she she stated earlier that 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 she's proud of it and and I think she should be. If you conquer that section, you have proven to the world you should be a lawyer. The others, to me, they're throw-ins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, I got in using that, but but I I I just know how much that Katie and, and Sarah, Sydney, mm-hmm. all of them talked about the games, how hard it was. Yeah. And I think this is just a woke movement. I think this is a way to let people in law school don't belong. That's what I think. What are your thoughts, Hobson? Apparently, we had a mic drop. Who did you ask? It doesn't matter. I'm throwing. I'm, I'm Victorian. I've stated our case. <laughs> We're on the same side, are okay. we? I mean, I haven't looked at his entire argument, but he's basically saying that these don't test whether you'll be a good lawyer. That's what he's argument is. Now, I don't, after talking to both of you, I would say there is a place for it. There's a reason for it. And if it does, in fact, if there's any kind of statistical analysis or anything like that that could show us that people who, you know, make, in other words, we could test, you know, we could see who tested high in those sections, in that section, especially compared to others, you know, there'd be a way to analyze that. And then you could see, okay, how did they become lawyers and they keep Coming lawyers. If they scored low in that, did they stay a lawyer? Did they do something else? You know, and how would you judge whether a lawyer is successful or not? You know, because I I had a friend who owns right now probably close to a hundred Sonics, and he passed the bar and was a lawyer, but he doesn't practice anymore. Now maybe he did poorly on that part of the section. That's why he kind of didn't decide to be a lawyer. You know, but he used his you know, what he learned uh, to, you know, leverage, you know, things in his, in, in Sonic. And, you know, he's, he, he's doing very well. Okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me, you have to, sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, I th- we're getting off a little bit what I wanted to talk about. I mean, we can't I understand. He made it though. Your, the point you're making is he took the LSAT matched up with the law school. He graduated past the bar. Now, whether or not he practices law gets affected by a lot of things. He could, he could inherit $200 million and he doesn't have time to practice. He could be 
he could not he it could be that that he likes running sonics better but um but the fact is so you use who passed the bar with the logic test wait let me finish though Raw school admissions test it's testing whether or not you belong in law school law school tests whether or not you belong as a lawyer and i don't think there's any test in this world can test that except the, except the bar exam, and then we, you get out there, and the and the University of Life takes over. But if you're trying to find out, do you belong in law school, and which one do you belong in, you need to know if you got a quick fire brain, or do you have a slow burn brain? And slow burn brains are just as smart as quick brain. Those guys that can do that property stuff and sit down at a desk for eight hours and try to find flaws in a title, they're brilliant people, but they're slow fire brains. They're not going to go out there and, 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 and try a case where you're having evidentiary objections. You need somebody who is quick, whose mind is quick. So you want when you go to law school, you want to go with people with the same type of brains, same quickness, same agility. And I don't think that you're going to have a way to match them up anymore. You're going to, you know, again, uh, we talked about Dayton Law School yesterday. It looks like to me, if you make between a 150 and a 158, you fit in there. But you would not fit in with a 150 or 158 if you went to Georgetown. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, and I want to tell you something. If you go, if you have, make the grades to go to Georgetown now, I, I will say this. There's one ca- caveat you step down on. Whoever will give you uh, the best law school will give you a free ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that's bad. Bad for the bar. I do. Dwayne, you, you're, that, that would be good news for you because you're thinking about doing it. And that's the hard part of the exam. <laughs> It'll catch yeah, I, I, I find this whole thing fascinating. So um, the, the logic games or the logic part of the test is trying to decide which law school is best for you. And that law school is designing their program around the logic thinking capabilities of like-minded students. That's fascinating. That is what they do. And what's really interesting is once you take your test and you get your score back, they give you a score band. So it tells you like this is about, which is I think five minus and five plus. So you have a range of where you could have scored and where they think you would have scored. Um, And that also is helpful when you're looking for law school. That helped me narrow down a lot of where I was considering and helped me to find that I was really interested in, but where I would, I thought I would do well. I think I'll do well. Where you have a chance to learn and succeed. Yeah, but still be challenged too. Yes, know? yes, yes. It, she and I'm nothing against Southern. Southern puts out some good lawyers. I'll admit mm-hmm. that. Okay, much much easier to get into the Southern. Um, different type of personality goes there. Uh, some of those lawyers will have a tendency to swing from the hip. But you know, sometimes you hit home runs when you swing from the hip. And and so yeah, no, you're matching up. That's exit. That's what you're doing. I don't know what Bollock's thinking. He's got to teach students that don't belong in Georgetown or wherever it is he's, he's teaching. If they were going to replace the game section, I they would have to come up with something really as challenging. If they if they found something that better tested somebody's mental capabilities for law school, that was really as challenging. I mean, okay, but I think having a section in there that is so challenging that most people really have to work for is it just it tests your work ethic. You know? That's it. So it works yeah. two things. How quick does your brain fire? And how and how much work ethic you have? Because if your brain doesn't fire quite as quick as others, yeah. you got to train it. There you go. Okay, I hear you and Victoria with what all you're saying, but something doesn't square. And I realize we're throwing a monkey in the mix when we say this. The politicians and that are there were three metaphors in that sentence, but go ahead. <laughs> there's, poli- there's politicians that say some really stupid stuff that has some really stupid logic. 
that have been to law school and you look at what law school they come from, and it just doesn't square with this whole LSAT thing. Wait, 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 wait. You're talking about training they get in law school, okay? That's different. The law school admissions test is to find out where you should go. Then it's up to the law school to keep you from being a putt. (laughs) That's it. I mean, you can have, you have, there's smart, there's smart people that do dumb things and say dumb things all the time. Most of them should be thrown from helicopters. And everybody, like when I was studying, they would ask me, how much law are you learning? Like, I haven't learned a piece of law studying for the LSAT. And they're like, what? And I'm like, it tests your ability to go to law school. They don't expect you to know the law yet. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, I'm glad that Glenn brought that to my attention. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it done? Is it already the decision been made or is it still being considered? I think he acted as though it was done. And I don't know if that means it's done. But it says here, um, the Law School Admissions Council um, is who he's citing here, or the Law School Admissions Test will ditch the so-called Logic Games. What are they replacing it with, do they say? Wow, I'm a little... No, it is post. (laughs) He must have done bad on that test, that part of the test. Kept him going Harvard. (laughs) That's sad to me. I mean, my problem with it is, Again, I think I really don't have a problem with anybody that takes the bar, mm-hmm. whether they went to law school or not. If they pass it, they could they should practice. Someone like Big Jim would have been really good at helping people, mm-hmm. right? But um, but when you're talking about accrediting, and I do I do like accreditation. I think that's the way you find out how good your law school is, and you see how many people pass the bar, things like that. But um, if they start weakening the LSAT, which is what they're doing here, then the next step is those people who go to law school that didn't belong will flunk the bar. So they will reduce the standards at the bar. This is not a good thing. This is not, this is woke. That's what this is. Well, that's all I've got on this topic. All right. So we let Victoria go. And um, you, you had some more final thoughts on that, Dwayne. What were they? Nature or nurture. So by saying that the logic test is one of the elements or the main element that a person can actually study hard and improve upon, it sounds like you're making the case that that section is not something you're born with, but something you can create. To a, to, to an extent. All right. What, what it is. But it sounds like to the largest extent. Nope. Out of all other categories. Nope. Nope. Just, I'll, I'll disagree with that. That, okay. that, that, you can't get good at that if you don't have a, a brain that can rapid fire. You can work at it all you want. But even if you have a rapid fire brain, if you don't prepare, you're not going to be good at it. So you've got to have both. And so what this is going to do, it's going to find out how much work ethic can you over you compensate and, 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 and compete with the rapid brain people. And 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 so I think I think what it's like is saying you just handed me a really good fast computer. Now I got to program it. Okay, so it's both nature and nurture. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they are going to replace it with another um, logical reasoning section. Like, as I understand it, there's two. There's a logical reasoning, then there's the analytical reasoning. They're going to replace the analytical reasoning with a logical reasoning section, another one. They say will be super hard. That's what they say. We'll see. We'll see. It's it, you know to me my problem with it has been completely successful until Harvard decided they couldn't get the right number of minorities in. It was all Asian. Let me just say it: the, the, the Ivy League law schools were being taken over by Asians, and they didn't like it. And so now they don't. They want to do something to even the playing field, and I don't want to do that. I had a you know a really good friend of mine in high school. We've been debating this. He 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 does not like baseball because it's been taken over by he says the Mexicans by the by the um, 
Hispanics. And and you know, in that book, Dole's book, the latest one he's written, um, he talks about that. And it's it's not something it's not something that hasn't been talked about on our podcast. Sometimes I think they listen to our podcast. You can't just look at a particular sport and say, oh, it's prejudice. Because if you look at pro athletics, it's very, very close to being the number of pro athletes, all sports, is very, very representative of the of how many whites, how many blacks, how many Asians. But if you're playing baseball, it's going to be a lot of Asians and it's going to be a lot of Hispanics. And if you're playing football, it's going to be a pretty good mix. And if you're so playing basketball. play with the LSAT to groom the outcome of who gets in this lawsuit. They're wanting to be able to have a, a, a subjective pick. Because the Supreme Court said you can't use race yep. as the primary mechanism alone. Yep. That's what this is about. I got you. And and why would you mess something that's mess with something that's working? It's absolutely well, they're saying working. it's not working. See, I, I, I get what they're saying. What what are they saying? What 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 evidence do they have it's not working? Um the ethnic outcome of who's getting in the law school. <laughs> okay. I'm Since not, they can't be more overt about it. All right. Anytime that you let somebody in to a law school that they don't belong, they don't succeed, they don't do well. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you've got to match up. How quick does your brain fire with your work ethic? you got to match yourself up with that law school. It works. It's been working. And you're going to, I'm telling you, this is going to lead to saying, well, you know, the bar exam is really not fair. It's not representative of who's going to be able to pass, do, I mean, who's going to be able to do well as a lawyer. And they're going to make it easier because they're letting people in. Law school don't belong. And the next thing you know, you're going to have lawyers that are using AI to argue their case. Well, now that you mentioned that, James, uh, rapper Prof, P-R-A-S, his lawyer used AI to defend him in a criminal case. And according to this article in uh, Iris Technica, it didn't go well. (laughs) As you said many times, AI makes stuff up. Yeah. So, what happened? Um, anyway, he, he used AI to do his closing argument. <laughs> uh, and then, it, of course, he didn't do well. In other words, little cross didn't uh, didn't make it. He has, you know, they 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 said, "No, you're gone. Uh, we're convicting you of, um, you know." Federal crimes related to foreign influence campaign campaigning. I mean, how does a rapper get involved in that? I don't know. Uh, but his rapper, uh, his, his his lawyer called him a rapper. Uh, Uses you know AI, uh, which they had a, apparently the lawyer had a financial stake in this AI program they're using uh, to uh, resulting in frivolous and ineffectual wow. closing argument. That's his new. Uh, Cross Michael, the rapper. This is his new argument. That's why, you know, because he lost, he's using, he knew he had this, you know, AI thing do the final argument. He's saying that's what caused me to get convicted. So, uh, you know, but anyway, this, uh, yeah, it, apparently the lawyer said, look, it turned the hours, days of legal work into seconds. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. That's what he when he was saying, you know, I was able to do this. You know, yeah, uh, now, yeah. I, I, I get what's going on here. Maybe I'll give you some guys some background on this. Um, lawyers, again, I've said this before. I am not complaining. We make good living. You know, we don't starve, and our kids had everything they needed, but we don't get rich. It's it's a it's just a satisfying, very 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 satisfying profession. Love what I do, 
and I make plenty of money to do what I want to do, have a nice house, and there's nothing wrong with what I do, but we're not rich. And so a lot of these lawyers get thinking that they, they go to law school, that, that, that part of the law school exam, he says, you think you can get rich being a lawyer, go home. Um, they, they think that I've got graduated from law school now, and where's my bag of money? And, you know, in, in, in Still Magnolias, oh, movie reference, boop, 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 movie reference. Louisiana, movie reference, movie reference. Louisiana lawyers make money whether they want to or not. Um, that's in that, that's a, a a line from that movie. Um, the um the 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 fact of the matter is these guys come up with these different businesses inside the law that they want to do. So, for instance, if you'll take what the the AI people that I've had, which now kind of includes Dwayne, but um, it's been Big Jim and um and Brandon. I've set up a very, very good paperless office before paperless was cool. Well, I thought about selling that, and I went, you know what? As soon as I do it, someone like Dwayne's going to come in behind me and say, here's a better way. Use this chat here on Microsoft. Don't use OneNote. You know, he's going to come up with something better. And I, I knew I couldn't I couldn't compete in my business, man. I'm a lawyer. Well, these guys do this. And there was a guy that last time I went to a seminar before COVID, they let us do it all in our office here recently. But now we got to go back this year. Continuing, continuing legal education, nothing but a tax. Anyway, they um, this lawyer was trying to sell a program that he created that you wouldn't have to think to practice family law. And I watched it and I went, yep, that's 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 good. But there's going to be a case decided tomorrow or the next day, inevitably, that changes everything you do. You're going to have to go in and change everything you're doing. And you're going to have to go and tell everybody who bought it from you. Oh, by the way, this isn't falling. And, you know, his little business fell flat on its face. So apparently this guy did that. He has I got this AI idea that. I can do your work and you just pay me a flat fee and I can get the work done in less than an hour, save you thousands and thousands of dollars. That's what happened here. He thought he, and he was going to use that. He was going to use that. Look how successful it was. Well, instead, he, as soon as he lost the case, then they blamed it on AI. That's, that's probably, is that to sum it up pretty good? Yeah. 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 It's not, it's, it's not for that. They're using the tool for the wrong reason. It is very good for writer's block. It is very good for summarizing, but even then, you better read it like it's a a, a paralegal or an intern wrote it. You got to you better read that thing closely. Um, that's 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 funny. Uh, and you know, and the funny thing is, is that he may have given good representation, but that just gave a wide open way for the defendant to have an appeal. Yeah, to say I want my money back. You didn't yeah. do the work. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You'd like to be able to do that a couple of times, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to get too personal, but. And he took a bunch of water out of the Mississippi River. Yeah. To cool off the AI. So, there you go. Hey, I like this. I, I got a note here. It says, Dwayne found my, uh, my, found my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like that. Okay. So, so the next one is, so we're going to have the right of primogenitors coming back. Glenn said that Elon is experimenting with bride sharing. He's not experimenting. He's doing it. Bride sharing? Bride sharing. Not bride. Ride. Ride. <laughs> I guess I think bride Oh, this is. I think, I think bride sharing is the illegal in most places. <laughs> well, that's not going to make this section as fun. I thought we were going to talk about bride sharing. It's not bride sharing. <laughs> It's ride sharing. So anyway, uh, never mind. Never mind. Uh, Rosanna Dana Dana. 
anyway, uh, <laughs> it, basically he's priced it so low that no new startups can gather um, money. They can't fund money because, well, we can just put it on uh, SpaceX's platform. It'd be a lot cheaper than funding you for a you know, there's the startups that want to do these small uh, launches with smaller rockets that just hold, you know, smaller packages uh, of, you know, you know, instruments, whatever they need, little satellites, uh, kind of like the whole, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, the, you know, Starlink satellites are just very small. So there's a lot of demand for that. But now SpaceX has sort of made the market so, uh, what you call it, hard to enter, barrier to entry. And uh, they're complaining that he's pricing it below his cost. Oh, the same thing that everybody complained about Walmart the first few years. Yeah. Standard oil. Yeah. Standard oil. Same. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, that's because you, you didn't do the hard work up front when you say he was going under. Uh, now, Admittedly, SpaceX is, they went from $5,000 a kilogram to $5,500. They say they're going to raise it again. Uh, so that's an indication to me that it might be uh, less. Uh, and they might be doing under cost. I know they've done that with their electric vehicles in, in uh, Tesla, and they've kind of started to dominate the market because the product is, you know, basically incredible value for what you're going to pay for. Uh, but they are launching other things anyway, so why not, you know, in between the spaces, we could shove some more stuff. Why not, you know, you'd probably price that lower. That would not be outrageous because I'm already putting the rocket up. So what are my costs to put something else in there that the rocket can carry easily because it's under capacity? You see what I'm saying? I do. So I've got these big ones that are paying for it, and these smaller ones, you know, we could probably price it well below our costs. That That's happened. You know, if you read uh, uh, Mikhan Goldfrack, he, he tells, talks, he read The Goal. Is he running for president? At, yeah, I can't repent. Goldfrack is his last name. Okay. He's a physicist who is, who has carved out a niche about uh, production and uh, economics and, uh, you know, manufacturing. Uh, and he wrote a book called The Goal, which was quite a ways ago, but it was transformational in my thinking i know that uh and he basically lined out this is how you you can actually uh, sell things and make a profit at a lower at below cost he explains it quite thoroughly in his book and so he may be making pure profit you know i mean it's kind of like when they say would you like cheese on that uh my cost of cheese is now just the cost of the cheese not the labor not the overhead that's already been paid for through buying the hamburger. But the cheese is a huge profit add-on. So that's probably what he's doing, but he's got these people whining because they can't get people to think through that. And he's producing it so you know fast and you know, it, it's not a big deal. So Well, ever uh, since that POS Teddy Roosevelt was president, we attacked success. We we attacked business success. And I it, and I know we talk about Woodrow Wilson being the progressive president, and he was. He was worse than just about anybody. But Teddy Roosevelt started it. And, and, and to break up, to break up, Standard Oil was ridiculous. And that's, take, that's going after excellence. And there were so many things that keep, you know, monopolies only last a while. 
while. They don't last forever. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what people, unless the government intervenes, monopolies cannot last. Right, and the thing about it is you need that monopoly for a little while to recover your expenses. Whatever it is you invented or came up with, you need to be able to have that monopoly a little while, but it's natural monopoly until someone else figures it out. And, so and, and what's the natural monopoly buffer? Here? Well, when you say they normally don't last very long, what is the natural buster of monopolies? Only a communist. The, horse, the horses? Only, only a communist would dare to, to answer that question. <laughs> okay. Well, the natural one is they're very hard to maintain. Yes. You're basically spinning plates and one falls. And when it falls, somebody grabs that. It goes into that area. Um, but I think the question he was asking is how are you going to compete with it? And I'm saying that I don't know, but they will. No, I'm, that's not what I'm asking. I was just wondering, what are the different factors that knock oh, down? The oh, monopoly, oh, oh, is, oh, is it like going through a divorce, the scandals, too much money under the table, greasing politicians' hands? Fat and happy. Well, what is it that busts the monopoly? Fat, what's going to happen when Elon dies? Right. You know, I mean, you know look at Apple. But there's, um, I, I know it's somewhat a bad example right now because they're kind of had a huge year. But if you look at uh, when jobs got canned, Apple languished for years. Uh, when he came back, all of a sudden it got its energy back. Now, somehow they've been able to keep that energy going, uh, moving forward. Uh, but, you know, most of the time these happen when a founder dies, like a J.P. Morgan or whatever. Um, now, yes, the legacy moves on because there's so much money involved, but it doesn't make a monopoly. He's, uh, the only monopolies that tend to survive economically are the ones that government pops up by law or force laws. But even they don't make it. Who would ever thought that AT&T could be taken out broken by our satellites? Up. Well, he broken up, but I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where you just don't, you know, the government needs to get out of it. You're right. But even with that, it falls. It does. I don't, I don't worry about monopolies. I think that. That right now, what's the best way to get your satellite in space? SpaceX. Go there. Freaking go there and quit whining like a baby. Go. Get your satellite well, up there. Our government who wants to launch satellites is using SpaceX now. Oh, exactly. And he could become, he could put up a laser. Um, yeah. So anyway, well, I that that's an interesting thing that, that I thought it would have been better if it had been Elon and bride sharing, but I'll take the, the ride sharing. That was good. Bride sharing? You wanted him to bride share with you? No, no. I wanted to see what would happen. All right. So um, the uh, I, that's one of those I would sit on the sidelines and, and observe. Um, now, you know, when we talk about monopolies, uh, and that was a really good one that Dwayne brought up, and I, mine was was the first one where they broke up uh, Standard Oil. Um, Walmart, everybody was going, oh, man, they're not going to Kmart. TGNY and Otasco. Oh, we know the local don't. You know, Walmart is like any other business. The old man was very good at it. He ran it very well. Now the children and grandchildren have it. Let's see how long it lasts. But Amazon came along, and I can, I go to Walmart so rarely that when I go in, they've re they've reorganized. It. You know what I'm saying? I don't stay there long enough to see the same setup twice because I get it off of Amazon. They deliver it right to my door, and if my dog doesn't eat it, I have it that day or the two days later. And guess who's doing that as well? Walmart. Walmart's, yeah. They, I like theirs. I, I think if they go out as far as I do, I may be doing that. Um, yeah, and they're, you know, so they're flying back, um, you know, and they did do some things that were 
you know, not so, I don't know if I'd call it nefarious, but this is what they would do. They'd find a small company that had a wonderful product. They say, we want to put them in all our Walmarts. And they negotiate a price. And then after the company had to ramp up and do all this investment and pull all this stuff in, you know, there's a lot to do to put it in every Walmart. But then Walmart goes, you know, we can't really pay this price for it. Well, now they're stuck in a way because now they, Walmart keeps coming down on what they'll pay for their product while they're still charging the same price in their Walmarts. And so they get that margin. Now, admittedly, Walmart's margin is razor thin. Most people don't know that. Um, you know, I think it's, it was at one time less than 8%. So eight cents on every dollar. Uh, but now, you know, um, you you basically put this company out of business moment. Buyer beware. You play. You, you, well, that's you, what happened, and that's why they just they would also they, yeah. they would also negotiate ridiculous terms, such as they would tell that um, supplier, "Hey, if we get a product back with or without receipt within the first thirty days, no matter the condition or the reason, you must give us credit when we hand you back the little piece parts." Uh, and the credit is for future ready-to-sell product, even if the, it was obvious that the customer tore it up or didn't even return the whole product. Gotcha. Well, you, you, you're finished with your, with your thought on that? Because I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah. I, I'm getting yeah. better at not interrupting. I think I took my five in today, by the way, accidentally. Anyway, oh. um, I know, I know. Um, I remember – from the beginning, I have not liked Walmart and what they do. And I, I don't go to them. I don't you I, if if I go to Walmart, it's the last resort. I will go to a Dollar General. I will order it on Amazon. I will order it on some other site if I can't get it on Amazon. I will do anything I can and pay a little more to not go to Walmart. And and, and it's you're gonna find it the silliest reason. But before Walmart came along, there was a manufacturer of fingernail clippers, and they were excellent, excellent. And Walmart came along and got somebody else to build them cheaper. They break. They leave you hangnails. They suck. But that other company went out of business. Mm -hmm. So I've got to order my fingernail clippers now from a manicure provider. But I don't. Yeah. I could not stand that they put those them out of business. Now, did I want the government involved? No. Is that you? Who's making that noise? Sorry. I don't know. Not I. Is it me? Nope. That was. That must... <laughs> Had to do it one time, Glenn. That's the new mic boom. It has the spring on it. If you bump it, it makes that sound. Anyway. Oh, I thought it was an AOC fart. <laughs> anyway. Um, I didn't like them from then. So almost from their beginning, I have not liked them. I've never wanted government regulation, though. I knew that Walmart couldn't continue to do that to people. And maybe not everybody else noticed the change in fingernail clippers, but I did. And and it it, it made me mad. It did. It's uh, crap. I can't get these fingernails. Do I try to so go to a drugstore? I'll go. Nope. They basically put them out of business. They made a better product, but you still can get good fingernail clippers. You just got to pay for them. You got to go to a to a beauty, not beauty, beauty supply. A, a manicuring supply. I, I found a place to get them. So I think the common theme is we all know and feel like Walmart is kind of bullish in their practices, but what do you do about it? And I think the argument is nothing. You just vote yeah. with your wallet and go exactly. somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. 
And there's I don't like I don't like Bezos or whatever his name Bozos Bozos Bezos Bozos. I don't like him interfering in elections, but it didn't matter. That was all this. That was just all the sleight of hand. Anyway, it was all the machines. But um, Zuckerberg. Yeah, he can't do that in Louisiana anymore. No more Zuckerberg. Nope. That passed. All right. So so, but now one of the things that uh, people have been that has happened. There used to be in every little town, even Bernice had one, would have a little drugstore. And so yeah. the, the old ladies when they and men, when they would go to Wednesday Baptist Church, they'd stop by the drugstore, get their drugs for the week or the month or whatever. But, you know, the music man said it. Everybody's got 15, 20 miles to the county seat. They all, everybody can go wherever they want to go now. And so it was just the only people that were patronizing those uh, those drugstores were old people, and they couldn't stay afloat. They all went out of business. This farmable was big enough to have one, but, but Bernice doesn't have one anymore. Um, so these older people who can't really drive 15, 20 miles to the county seat, as they say in the Music Man, um, they – there's another movie, Glenn. Um, they, they, uh, they're having to get some other way to get their drugs delivered to them. Well, Amazon has announced this week that they're going to deliver – deliver to country places to old people their drugs by drone drone yeah. yeah what do you think of that yeah they've been playing with that for quite a while well they're so. they, they're implementing it they're actually going to do it so i guess that in the country that's what they said yeah they just do it in the country i'm sure well, you fly over a deer hunter stand take him off and we'll <laughs> see how far that drone gets <laughs> Well, when they find out it's for their mama's wet medicine, they might let it go. But I agree. I, that drones, are, that's going to be some interesting litigation. That's why I need to get Dwayne to go ahead and go to law school so we can get into drone litigation. <laughs> they all have cameras. So there's voyeurism laws in Louisiana. Yeah, no, my neighbor was wife was sunbathing on the, in the nude news. Her husband said he didn't like that. And I said, I'm on the fence. Oh, James, James, James. <laughs> Apparently, the Vivant had totally kicked in. <laughs> so anyway, I, uh, I, I, I think that that's the thing is that innovation will continue and they will adjust to that. It, it, I agree that it's going to probably work better in the country in Oregon than it will here. Um, but I don't just follow the highway. Just don't don't go over people's property. You know what I'm saying? They'll find well, They'll figure it out. would increase the time. It would take, which would increase battery life. In other words, battery life would be fly it high enough they can't shoot you down. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah. if there's light enough weight drone, uh, they're doing this actually. By the way, there is a uh, in remote areas there is a program that these two college students did. And I think it's in Nigeria, where they are actually doing this every day, and they're sending you know uh, these drones out with medicine for the people in very remote villages and they've been doing this for some time it's been very successful and they haven't taken any funds to do it they, they just made it into a business in you know one of the poorest areas in the world and uh you know it's been very successful yeah probably because there's no know, laws there they can do what they want yeah probably so you know uh plus you know people are dying from you know very treatable diseases you know they just need some vitamins uh, but they can't get them, and they don't have any source. Gotcha. Very That's cool. So that's cool. Yeah. All right. You know. You know. Um, oh man, I forgot what I was going to say. Must not have been important. I, I oh, I will. This is something that's super important, though, James. This is super important. 
Because Cher's announced that if Donald Trump wins again, she's leaving the country. Again? Yeah. She says that every time a Republican gets elected. I know. I think the headline was, here we go again. <laughs> oh, was it? That's funny. No. <laughs> here we go again. How old is she? She's got to be pushing. She's got to be pushing 90, huh? I, 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 I kind of hate to admit this, but about four years ago, I saw her show in Vegas. Oh, why'd you admit that? Uh, well, because I will tell you, she was, you know, in her 70s and made 42 costume changes, it seemed like. Uh, rode down on a wire and did a show for two hours and sang the whole time and, you know, it was very entertaining. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and I got to say know, this for the listeners. So a conspiracy theory that she's been replaced by a robot would be more likely than the one that goes around about Joe Biden being not real Joe Biden. There you go. Except that, yeah, hers functions yeah. better. I here's here's my thing. Uh, Glenn and I, we get along on a whole lot of we like to read a lot of the same type of books and we like to think about the same kinds of things. But we do not see eye to eye on live entertainment at all. (laughs) You could not have paid me. You could not have drug me and my brother-in-law to it. You couldn't have drugged me to it. I said, no, nope. I will go walk the strip and pick up um, and pick up uh, calling cards for prostitutes. So I can't. So I can't drag you two over to the Taylor Swift concert that's playing at the movie theaters right now. If you gave me a ticket that I could sell, I would take the ticket. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. anyway. All right. Uh, sometimes discretion is the better part of valor. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've never needed a sister-in-law. I have them, but I don't need them. I like them even. I even like them, but I don't need them. I like them, but I don't need them. All right. And I don't know how how much I'd like them if they made me go to see Cher. All right. So (laughs) the Vivance hasn't kicked in, has it? No, it has not kicked in yet. But anyway, I thought I'd bring that headline to life since it's breaking news. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, we're running out of time, and I I forgot what this is about. I think I have dementia. Water pipes and rockets. Oh, this is about uh, Hamas, is it? Who, which one of you guys wants yeah, to talk I, about I, water I pipe? Tell you why it's Israel's fault that those rockets keep launching. Okay. And here's why: because the pipeline that they used to get water to the Gaza Strip, the pipes were not as good as they needed to be to be made into rockets, and it was too hard to get the pipes, dig the pipes up to make rockets, and therefore it is uh, Israel's fault that that rocket that misfired, uh, hit that hospital. Because they couldn't get the right supplies? Say what? Because they couldn't get the right supplies? They couldn't get the right quality pipe? Right, because the pipe that they put in to carry water to the people of the Gaza Strip was not good enough pipe that they could get it up easily and make it into rockets. That's why it's Israel's fault. I got you. I, I agree. And But what I really don't understand, why don't they just sublet it or sub, sub, sub it out to uh, Starlink? Well, because then you'd have real good rockets. But anyway, <laughs> they'd hit their target and it would make them look bad in Hamas. That's too funny. So, so they're t- they're they're ripping up the water pipelines so they can make bombs that don't work. So they can make rockets. Yeah, that's what they're using. They use the pipes that Israel, uh, you know, made to bring water to the people of Palestine. Uh, 
to the Palestinians. Hamas digs them up and makes rockets into us. Um, Dwayne, without getting yourself into trouble, and so you could stop it if you need to stop it because you have two kids in the military, but I was wondering if the wokeness at the top has found its way down to the bottom. I don't think it's found its way down to the bottom. I, I think it's mostly at the top, maybe a little bit at the middle. Um, no, I'm, I, there's no way I can get in trouble. But Barack Obama had eight years of thumping and attrition at the top and calling, you know, and what do you call it? Uh, sweeping, like mm-hmm. you do in curl. And he, he's got some real strange people there, top brass at the Pentagon. And Donald Trump, really didn't do a good job of draining the swamp at the Pentagon. I don't think he realized that he needed to do much work. I think you're right. I think think he'd admit it to you. I think if he were to come on here and say, I did not realize how deep it went in military, in the CIA, the FBI, the DOJ, I don't think he realized how dug in they were. Yeah, he, he didn't know how deep the rabbit hole went. I think he knows now. Yeah, he's got a much better idea. His, his first month or three in office will be completely, radically different than it was the first time. Yeah, and here's something I'll also put out there, y'all. You know how we always say, gosh, if you just be quiet, if you just be quiet, you know? I've never said that. And now that. we have this gag order. <laughs> I've never what said if? that, though. Well, you know, but there's a, there's a large, you know, basically with the way Biden and all this administration is screwing everything up, he could basically walk into the presidency uh-huh. by many people's standards if he'd just be quiet. Yeah. I and guess. now he has a gag order that makes him be quiet, at least in some ways. <laughs> so, so would that may give him the presidency? Well, so the machine, the machine. Oh, love, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. love those guys. So they, they posted a, a fake article that's hilarious that says Trump, uh, Trump skirts the gag order with a mini Trump ventriloquist doll. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> and so it was hilarious, but I got to think, um, you know, in reality, wasn't uh, Citizens United really an irritant in Barack Obama that he chastised the Supreme Court at his first State of the Union about their decision on that? And yeah, wasn't, yeah, wasn't did, that did. case about the ability of corporations to have an unlimited monetary voice in weigh in in political um, free speech? And if Donald Trump created a corporation that owned the rights and the likeness of a ventriloquist doll, couldn't he then use that doll? to provide the speech that the court gagged him personally from? Well, yeah, I guess. But 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 I think that things like Il Donaldo Trumpo, I, I'm absolutely convinced he's, he's behind that. And that mm-hmm. guy is not restrained in any way. That's in scary. any yeah. way. That, 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 I, I can't wait every night. That's my last thing I do before I go to bed. I, even though I'm not supposed to look at blue light, the last thing I do is I run through. I don't, I, I, I resist the temptation all day long to look at it. I would look at Il Donaldo Trump that night. And he is ruthless, and that he does—he's attacking that judge. You're not worried about it. Good stuff, though. Hey, I, I got to say this—that that when Glenn was talking about the, it, he was going a different direction. I thought he was. I, I get your point uh, about the. This gives Trump ability to be quiet 
where he really didn't have that choice because people expected him to be brash and vibrant. He 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 doesn't take his vibrant. And so, but but I, I you I here's the thing. I, you know, I loved Rush Limbaugh. I think that guy. He I didn't always agree with him, especially on. Well, I won't even go into it. There were a few things I didn't agree with him on, but mostly I did. Um, but he said that those mean texts they call it. That's what fighting back looks like. And I agree. I agree that that's exactly what it looks like. And um, and so I I like him doing it. I hate to see him stop doing it, but I get what you're saying is I do know a friend of mine, a good a good lawyer that I graduated with, one of the best lawyers in the state when, when it comes to trial attorneys. And he wants Trump to shut up. He sends it to me almost every day. I'm voting for him, but would he shut up? But he can't. He's got to fight back. Yeah, and I, I think he still has plenty of room, even with his gag order. But I was just saying, aren't they giving him the presence yes, if yeah. he shuts up? I got you. Uh, that, that's kind of, you know, it kind of seems like, uh, wow, it's funny. But if you notice also, even though he is doing some of his traditional fighting back, he's not doing as much, or at least they're covering. Yeah, and, he's, and he is attacking um, his opponent well enough. You know, he's not, it, it, it's, it's fair. He, in other words, he's doing a good job with it. Then he moves on. Let's look at what happened while I was in. You honestly think this war would happen if I were in. Yeah. I agree. And that, that as we go forward, he looks better and better and better. Okay. Well, I, listen, I, I wanted to reserve the last 15 minutes. We're, we're a minute to now. Uh, I'm sure some of that will get cut out. But, um, you know, my friend, very, very good friend, Russ Holcomb, um, it's it's pen pal. We do see each other. We try to see each other. Go see a Astros game together. But he's a he's one of the longtime listeners. I think one of the first ones. And uh, I got to give him some kudos. Uh, we talk about Tamara, and she deserves. It. She's as good a teacher as there is in this country. Well, Russ Holcomb fits in that category too, and that's why we keep saying that we don't think we're against educators. That's not the case at all. But Russ, um, he it, in the Houston area. I'm not sure. You know, they have those city limit signs that you go in and out of. But I, but but basically, he lived in Houston, and he was the band director at a, a pretty good sized high school. And they would win awards every year. And I have seen his work. It's amazing that he can get high schoolers to do. Quite frankly, I think even better than Tech does. It's you know at the college level, they are amazing. His bands are amazing when they win. And then he retired and then he was asked to judge them, obviously, because he knew what a good one looked like. Well, he he's he's got this guy. Russ has got an energy level that is beyond anything I've seen since Napoleon. I mean, he he has infinite energy. And, and so if he's not fixing his house, then he's umpiring. He has he has some land that he owns and he goes and takes care of that tractor and stuff how he does it all i don't know but he the uh, school and i think it's private russ if i'm wrong on that i apologize but i think it's a private school kept bugging him and bugging him and bugging him they basically didn't have a band program and they wanted to build and that was two years ago maybe a year ago it was since covid he he finally agreed to do it reluctantly but i think he's very happy teaching i can't eat that's like breathing to him anyway took this band over and and this is not cutting down anybody that was in that band. That's why they hired him. Quite frankly, they sucked. They couldn't play. They didn't know one note from another. And he couldn't, you know, he had to start literally probably worse than scratch because he was having to rehab them. And so he starts, he couldn't, I don't even think he could compete last year. Well, this year he starts competing and they have these warm up things and he was sending them to me. So again, Russ, I apologize because I didn't ever completely understand the process, but you you have to go through these preliminary rounds and, and it, it doesn't eliminate you. 
but it does set you up to, to later see you know, how you're going to do. Well, I want to say he just, he sent that it was, um, he only had like 19 members in his band, maybe, uh, 19 kids. Um, and they got first place this year. That's amazing. Wow. The guy is incredible. I mean, he is not not normal. And now he has a son. He got married last Sunday. He was going to, Saturday. Getting married this Saturday. His kids are successful, um, hilarious people. Some of the funniest people you ever going to meet. I just it's just a rush tribute. I just um, I, I, I I keep telling him when he sends me that stuff. I get tired just reading what he does. Today. Where where's that energy level come from? But anyway, congratulations, Russ. Congratulations to your high school. Um, I wish I could give you the name of it. I don't think it says, but it, I will say this: it, his shirt has an N on on the top of a shape of text. So, anyway, congratulations. Uh, we we got still got some more time, but I wanted to make sure I got that in and and, and congratulated him. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing, amazing. Well, I'll tell you, there's a dir- hundred kids. <laughs> yeah. What's that? There, there's a dirty little secret about music. In K through 12 education. And that is, if you want to guarantee that your son or daughter or grandson or granddaughter can have a way to easily finance their college education, put them in band or any music as soon as you can and make them stick with it all the way through graduating high school. If that music program is even just medium quality, they can just about get free tuition I did not know years at any college that they qualify within that state. And sometime if they're really good, they can get state colleges and universities even out of state to just give them free tuition. Wow. Um, that's really, really high bar to try to achieve that with any sport programs or cheerleading or dance line. You have to be really good and you know that the majority of the, the kids do not get scholarships and keep them for the full four years with like football or basketball. That's really hard to do. But with band, it's almost a guarantee. So that's the dirty little secret. That's why music, yeah, one reason music is so important in K through 12 at whatever age they allow them to start doing it. The other part is it makes a person more well-rounded and gives them an emotional outlet when they're going through the hardest time of their life, going through puberty and all the peer pressure and all the academic pressure. And it just gives them at least an hour, if not two or three a day of a safety relief valve hmm. with their emotions that allows them to be an even kill type person and make it successfully through high school. And then it gives them the keys to success later through life. Well, I can't argue with you. Right? I didn't know that it was not a band person. We was out, I was an athletic person and I did not get an athletic college. And I didn't get an academic scholarship, so you're right, but I couldn't play an instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, real quick, Glenn, what did you say? Did you say something about 100? Yeah, uh, he beat a school with 19 kids that had 100 band members. Okay, so that was sent to, to, to Comrades. So you had it, too. Yeah. Okay, it was sent to all of us. I sent it. No, you sent it to me and Dwight. That's what it is. Okay, I sent it to you. Yeah, that's, I, was, I was wanting to get that out, and I didn't get it out. Uh, because what, what, cause what, what <laughs> honestly, what... Um, what Dwayne was talking about was more important, but I, I do want to get this kudos for him. That's right. The, the, the band that performed before him that got third had 100 members. He had 19. You could say, well, it's easier to train 19. No, I'm telling you, he started from less than scratch. 
He started. Yeah, finding that. You've got 19 kids to choose from. Somehow he made that work. <laughs> yeah. No telling what's going think of it. Think of it as if the skimpier the outfit, the more flaws I can find in the body. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wayne well, didn't have his by Vance either. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. We we'll, 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 we still have five minutes left, but congratulations, um, Russ, and congratulations to your school. I wish I could tell you the name of it, but um, I, I really am I'm proud to be his friend. And and we've really we, it's, it's funny. I think we've told you this before. The way we met was doing just what Dwayne said uh, um, was baseball, and my and my son and his son were on a scholarship to play. It's uh, that's it's a big way to and, and, you know people may not know that. It's a, one of the ways to get four year thing is better to go. Juco the first two years because you pitch more. Anyway, um, there was a shooting there, and there was a you know they, we were in Baton Rouge, and there was a shooting in Baton Rouge. You could hear it. Then you could then the the um the, excuse me the coach for Bips got mad, picked up the bases and threw them out in the outfield, and we were sitting together. He's from Houston, and I'm from Ruston, and we just laughed. And somehow or another, we traded numbers, and we've been we became pen pals before we were podcasting. And um, anyway. We've been great friends ever since. We try to see each other once a year. I was going to go to his wedding, but I wasn't going to go to a, his, his son's wedding, but I wanted to go to a bride sharing. <laughs> bride sharing. So, that, you know, that joke makes me think of a question I have for your legal, legal scholarly minds. If I'm not a professional comedian, but I want to practice being one and use my social media to do so, can that land me in prison? Well, it happened. It happened. It did happen. Yeah. Yeah. Seven months for for just an election. He's saying, "Hey, you can you can text in your vote." No, never did not expect that to be taken seriously. Hillary Clinton got on it and has pushed him, and he's now in jail for seven years, seven months now. He'll probably serve you know thirty days, but still ridiculous. It's still on his record. It's still just. Ugh. That was a good. I can't segment. believe how evil that woman is. But he's well, I can't. So free speech isn't free. Listen, oh, no, we haven't had free speech for a while. I don't know. I saved it for the end. We live in a communist country. This is what communists do. They put their enemies in jail. That's what they do. And if this podcast ever get big enough, they'll try to put us in jail. They will. Uh, it's just the way it is. Now, um, I will say this. That, uh, you know, just happened. To, there's two things. I, I read a little bit of Aristotle yesterday and. The thing that came out of him, I did. I just was spot spot reading, you know, spot paint typey thing. I just just pick it up, put my finger in, there, see where it goes. I forget how much Aristotle believed in privacy. That almost nothing is the business of your neighbor or your government. It's your business, and he really would have hated an income tax. He was um he was he believed in privacy, and I did I forgot about that how much that was. Um. And so then I decided, well, I'll put that one down, and I picked up Spinoza's um, book on politics, which does not mean how do you get elected. It means how the relationship with the government's people. And he was saying, no matter how bad the law is, you should comply with it. So if they tell you to wear a mask, put it on. But never give in on free speech and never give in on weapons. <laughs> so this thing's been around for a long time. You know, don't. Yeah, and I would recommend every white conservative male to. Uh... If they don't know how to use a firearm to learn. Why white males? That's who they're coming for. Sure seems like it. Sure seems like it. I mean, I that they are going to go after a black male. Oh, the conservatives are what they're doing after Thomas. 
Yeah. 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 Because he's upholding well, the Second Amendment. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. And he has big sway. You know, this guy that supposedly, and, and, you know, there's the first hatchet job. They just got some kind of crazy lady to say something that supposedly he said and he didn't say. And well, then you had, you know, think about that. Remember all that we went through? That was just the most ridiculous thing ever. On what now? Law. Remember, he was supposedly talking to that one gal who was his aide about a pornography movies he'd watched. Oh, you talking about you, you about Thomas? You talking about during the, when he was when he was um when he was being nominated? His hearings? Yeah. Oh yeah. no, it was he he was accused. It was a lie. He was. Yeah, it was a lie. I agree, it was a lie. Yeah, he, they made this thing up about a, about a pubic hair on a coat. Right, and that's. Where Kavanaugh had the same thing happen to him. Yeah, and then he, then he turns out to be a wimp. Um, the, the, to finish this um this Spinoza thing, he he really believed that as long as you had free speech, your country could make it. He really believed that that was the most important right. Now, he wasn't a really religious man, you know. He was excommunicated from the Jewish faith. Um, but he um he really believed that 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 was the key, and so he goes said you could have communism, you could have now they didn't call it communism back then, but it was it was something it was Plato's Republic, it was communism. Um, he but he believed that. Well, we basically still have it, but when you see something like what Dwayne just brought up, that kid doing a joke, but clearly you couldn't go to that site and not know it was it was satire, it was humor. Nobody took that seriously. And he's in jail. So they are silencing free speech. It's that's scary. So if I wanted to replicate that, would I prevent that by having a disclosure when I posted? That still come after you. You could if you said your account was parody. Okay. Huh. So that was the whole basis of the argument is there, there wasn't an obvious disclaimer of some sort. Yeah, but I mean, nobody thought that was real. Yeah, I mean, there's an Elon Musk uh, parody account that gets me all the time. I think Elon has actually said it. He does a good job of kind of making it look like Elon's post. And uh, it gets me a lot. I go, Elon said that, you know, and it's, it, then it says in parentheses parody. And that's how he gets away with saying that I'm Elon Musk and I'm saying this stuff. You can do that on an account by saying this is parody, and you know, Babylon B does it all the time. You know, do they do they have a disclosure? Oh yeah, their disclosure is parody, and uh, that's why they can say the things about the Trump puppet, and you know, because I don't know, but think about it. What if what if Trump had uh, his insults by people who knew sign language? <laughs> 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 all the insults are in sign language. Or, or like, like y'all said. Might be funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. All right. Well, we are over time now. I appreciate you, listeners. I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, I think we had some good topics today. Do we have a Do we have a conspiracy for tomorrow? Mm, yeah, I don't know how good it's going to be, but it's about uh, the. Uh, military industrial complex being heavy into gaming and uh, is that how they're training okay. uh, the next level of drone soldiers okay that works that works for me glenn if, if can you get to my well you know we'll say goodbye uh because we really but here, no no we can't say goodbye because well, we got one thing to talk about yeah just one 
Yeah. And that has to do with why have I been so on it today? It's because I've had PJ's coffee all morning. And you can also experience this. And the reason I can focus so well is because I've gone over to the PJs in Houghton and I've sat for literally, I was supposed to be there an hour or two. I ended up staying the whole day and it was so wonderful, pleasant. I got so much done. I, you know, they had great Wi-Fi. They had, you know, everything I needed at restroom. You know, I just, it just was fantastic. I could eat delicious pastries if I wanted to or great sandwiches, breakfast sandwiches, uh, all natural Red Bulls to get me really charged up. And of course, the most delicious coffee in the tri-state area, in my opinion. That's good. I can't hawk my Jet Alert, can I? Your what? Jet Alert. <laughs> that's, that's my coffee. Anyway, it was, oh, it was a bad yeah, attempt yeah. at a joke. Bad attempt at a joke. Right. Go to PJ's. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow. Bye-bye. 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 I'm still trying to post. Mm. Still trying to post.